Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're your hosts, After Dark. Grant Cohn, Jesse Naylor. The Niners had their state of the franchise, state of the union, state of the franchise today. So let's start there, and then we'll talk about things the Niners might regret from the season and you know what some anonymous NFL exec is saying about Trey Lance today. Let's start with what you <laughs> thought about the state of the franchise, though. Well, first of all, it's funny because the way you entered that, it's like it's a saga, like it's a soap opera. What are anonymous NFL execs saying about Trey Lance today? Find out on whatever, I don't know, whatever the soap opera is. But anyways, as far as the state of the franchise or whatever it was, for the most part, I thought it was a big nothing burger. I I really did. I mean, it was... it took 45 plus minutes to even talk about Trey Lance. 55. From what I remember. How long? 55. Okay. <laughs> you were keeping track. Like, so are you kidding me. What yeah. are we, what are we doing? So it, I, anyways, I thought for the most part, it was a big nothing burger. However, nothing new that I took out, but something that backs up a statement that I said a week or two ago on your show, when we were talking about some of the takeaways from mini camps, and OTAs that we had. And one of the things that I said then was I felt like Brandon Ayuk was coming into his own as a leader. And I really think that showed through again today. So you can tell he doesn't like to talk about himself. He's almost nervous when he's doing so. But when he talks about other players, he lights up. And Jennings is talking about how he gets open. And he's like, oh, you're selling yourself short. Like this guy's one of the best in the league at getting open. Talked about Ray Ray. I mean, the way that he talked about um, Ray Ray McLeod was like, oh, my God, this guy is so good, so phenomenal. And to me, I, I just think it's really, really cool to see somebody develop from where he was at this time last year, the whole doghouse thing, everything that went into that, right. to becoming a budding leader right in front of our eyes. I, I think right. it's absolutely fantastic. To me, That was the biggest thing I took away. And then the other thing out of what he said also was just praising Trey Lance, which we always thought he was a Trey Lance guy out of everybody in that locker room. Some of the other receivers, we thought Ayuk was team Trey Lance. I think he showed that today during the state of the franchise. Yeah. He said, we have a special quarterback, not like he he could be great. We have a special quarterback. I think it's also interesting that the Niners, the two uh, players, they, chose to bring out were like the two closest players to Trey Lance, the guys who spend all their time with him in the offseason, the guys who catch his passes. They like basically came out to vouch for Trey. And although they didn't get to him until like an hour into the thing, and they mentioned like 50 people, including Frank Gore and Bryant Young and Leonard Hankerson before getting to Trey Lance, they got there. And they it's almost like they were saving it as like the grand finale. They knew you were waiting for it. And then they hit it hard at the end. And, um, they basically had a lot of praise for him after seeing him up and close in minicamp. They never mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. You'd think if, if there were misgivings after minicamp, they wouldn't be talking like that about Trey Lance. They might be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, but no. So I think the major takeaway from the state of the franchise is that they seem to be talking themselves in to Trey Lance, and there doesn't seem to be any need to bring in Jimmy or any inclination to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo for training camp. Why? He's persona non grata everyone's talking about trey lance being ready in that guy all right well then forget jimmy that's what that's my main takeaway yeah and and i would agree with that i I think i i don't think that they went into those 
practices saying, oh man, you know, we just, we're not sure who we're going to start. I think they went in saying that Trey Lance is the guy, but they left saying, okay, we now know for a fact he is the guy. We thought he was. Right. Now we know for sure that Trey Lance is the guy. There is no reason for Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe that that's certainly something that they left those practices with. Yeah, absolutely. That's my main takeaway. I mean, maybe we're reading too much into a total non-event, but I think that's a fair reading. All right. So today, the state of the franchise is basically celebrating the 49ers past and present, not just Frank Gore and Bryant Young, but everything the Niners did this offseason. And then they spoke at length about all the additions they made to special teams and whatnot. And they did do some nice things this offseason. They definitely did. But what is the one thing the Niners will regret from this offseason? Yeah. So first of all, let me preface this by saying, I've been on the record for saying that I think the 49ers actually had a good offseason, right? I don't think it was great. I don't think it was a home run, but I think it was pretty good. I think the team certainly got better. I don't think there's, at least in my opinion, I don't see how they got any worse. That being said, the one thing that I talked about immediately when the offseason hit, there was a few things, but one of the things that really stuck in my mind was I wanted this team to go out and get Tyron Matthew. I thought he was available. I thought he would be cheaper than what a lot of people thought he would be. That ended up being the case. Now, doesn't mean you could have gotten him, but whether it was Tyron Matthew or coming to the draft, taking Ty Davis Price, and then the next two picks, the Colts and the Lions took Kirby Joseph and Nick Cross, I think not taking a safety for either the future or somebody who's already established that position is going to be something that's going to bite them in the butt. Maybe not even necessarily this year, but a year or two down the road because we still haven't seen Jimmy Ward get extended, right? Jimmy Ward is a guy who has really come on strong. I think we all love what Jimmy Ward brings to the table. But if he misses a game or two, we see what happens to this team. And if he's not in the future long-term in their plans – what does their future at safety look like? And I felt like they really had a chance to establish that safety going forward, and they chose not to do so. Instead, they took another running back. They spent money elsewhere. I just felt like that safety spot was a real area that they could have, not necessarily an area of need grant, because I think they did improve the secondary. But to me, I thought the corners were in a pretty good spot. I really wanted them to hit a home run at that safety spot, and they just didn't do it. Agree. And they at least should have brought in more competition, mm-hmm. but they didn't draft a safety. Yeah, they didn't. They brought in uh, Leon O'Neill Jr. Who's over here yep. saying that he's going to make the team, which is great, but it's like undrafted free agent. So, yep. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, to me, the obvious one is not cutting Jimmy Garoppolo and using the cap space they could have used. And For sure. Not being more aggressive. You could say, like, I'm not that excited. I'm not that enthusiastic about the the offseason. But to me, it was like it was a modest offseason, even if you liked it. It was a modest offseason. Yeah. Could have been more. Could have been aggressive. They went to the NFC Championship game last year, and they're acting like they didn't. But to your like in in the, in the same vein of, as your answer, how about the center position? I mean, they could have drafted a center at some point. They didn't. They're act, I mean, I understand them acting all confident about Talanoa Hufunga. I guess they drafted him last year. They've had some success with fifth round picks. Jake Brendel. Jake. I mean, the guy has might as well be Jake from State Farm. I'm sorry, Jake, but he hasn't played much. 
And it seems like at, even if you like him, why not bring in competition? You knew Alex Mack wasn't coming back. I mean, Brunskill's going to be playing guard. How about draft someone? Donovan West, great. They could have, and I know they, they're really talking up Drake Jackson, who I wasn't super impressed with in minicamp, but they're saying he's, Kyle really said it. This, I don't know if you heard him. So he's gonna, he was the best defensive lineman in the draft or has that potential. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe, but they could have traded up 10 spots and taken Cam Jurgens, who's probably going to be a really good center for a long time for the Eagles. I don't know. Something to think about. There were other guys bringing someone to compete with Jake Brendel. I think they're going to regret putting that much faith in that player. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I, I've had these conversations with Sunil on, on my show and he's, he's always been super optimistic, right? And he says, well, you know, just because you have change, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad thing, which is true. We, we don't know. But right now that offensive line is an unknown, Grant. And one thing that I do know is this. The 49ers are a very, very different team than a lot of other teams. When other teams have holes on their team, they don't necessarily have the means to go out and fix them. The 49ers do. They have a golden ticket in Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. So yeah. if that offensive line, which they are confident in, I understand that, much like they were confident in Jason Perrett being able to last a whole season last year, and we saw how that went. If that offensive line is the reason that they do not win this year, Grant, and they had the golden ticket and Jimmy Garoppolo sitting there and they didn't cash in on it, th- yeah, you're right. That would be a major regret from this offseason. This always kills me, like, uh, in the offseason, I'll bring up a weakness or something that's questionable, like the offensive line. And I'll hear fans particularly say, well, you know what? This is the Niners' plan, and they're confident in it. So I'm riding with it. Like, yeah, of course. But, I mean, they're always – teams are always confident in their plans. What teams like, hey, you know, we're going to ride with so-and-so at this position, but we really don't feel great <laughs> about it. You know? <laughs> I mean, they're always going to say, this is exactly what we wanted to do, not like this is the yeah. best we can do. Sorry. But that's yeah, they're trying to sell Jake Brendel is oh, you have no idea how good this guy is. All right, man. I mean, their actions say that they feel that way, right? They didn't even draft a center. Crazy to me. Well, and and actually Shanahan talked about it today. He's like, Well, listen, I, I mean, not only is the offensive line gonna be okay, but I think it can be better. And just because you don't know the names doesn't mean that it's not gonna be improved, which is true. Technically, you're right. But also, you were very confident in Jason Verrett last year, and how'd that work out for you? Right? It didn't. We, all offseason, Grant, we talked about, man, you got to get another corner. You got to get another corner. You got to get another corner. Yeah. Well, Jason Verrett, we're fine with him. We're confident. We're confident. We're confident. We even said on this very show, he was the single most important player to that team last year going into the season. Not the best, but the most important. He got injured game one, and we saw what ensued. For many weeks afterwards, it was, a and he's the only player they essentially replaced this offseason. The big signing was replacing Jason Verrett because he's that yep. important. Yeah, a year later. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. It's I look. You said safety. I say center. It's going to be interesting which position is more neglected and hurts the Niners more: safety or center, offensive line. I, I'm more focused on offensive line. This, the, the Bengals went awfully far last year with a bad offensive line, so we'll see. And, and I'm 100% on board with you at the offensive line. I just figured that you would go offensive line. So I'm like, let me go safety here. <laughs> yeah, you needed to say it because I, I'm still not really sure what's going on there. Let's talk sure. about Lance. So an NFL, hold on. Is this just some NFL exec? Is it one dude? 
or is it no from execs? from what i understand this was like a a poll like multiple okay. nfl execs yep there was a poll of nfl execs and they're ranking the year two quarterbacks and lance is fifth somehow he dropped in the rankings from where he was drafted number one trevor lawrence because he really tore it up his rookie year yep. number two mac jones number three zach wilson because he really tore it up his rookie year. Number four, Justin Fields. Number five, Trey Lance. Number six, Davis Mills, who actually had yes, arguably the best rookie season of any of them. What do you think of this ranking? First of all, it's it's interesting because I feel like it's almost a pre-draft ranking all over again. Yes. It's like they took their pre-draft rankings and they're like, oh, we're going to double down on it. I don't care what happened last year. We're doubling down on what we thought pre-draft. That's the and way that I felt about Mac it. Jones because he made the playoffs. We have to. Yes, exactly. Like about it. Yeah. And then the other thing that stood out to me, well, first of all, Davis Mills is getting screwed on this whole thing because he did play pretty damn well with a terrible, terrible franchise. Team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So one thing I think he's getting screwed but Zach Wilson's the one that I keep getting hung up on, Grant. I, I don't understand it, all right? So let's look at Zach Wilson. What are the things, what are the two things that you would say most executives or fans like about Zach Wilson? What in his skill set would you say? Uh, quick release, spins the ball pretty well, um, decent arm. I mean, better than decent arm, and he moves a little bit. Okay, so yeah. mobility and arm, right? Yeah. Do we think... If for a second that he has a better arm than Fields or Lance, realistically, do you think he has more velocity than those guys? No. Okay. He has a quicker release than for those sure. Guys. And I he agree. does spin the ball very well. But he um he's small. And he yep. didn't play particularly great last year. He he finished decently. But I mean the okay. biggest the biggest question with the Jets this year is him. By Absolutely. Far. Everything Absolutely. else around him is there. Okay. Yes. So we agree, probably not more arm strength than those guys. No. Do you think he's a better athlete than no. Justin Fields or Tri Okay. No. He's not physically as big. You already mentioned that. And he's not in a better situation than Trey Lance. Why is he ahead of Trey Lance and Justin Fields on this list? What has he done to get there? I don't hate Zach Wilson. I think he's I actually in a decent situation. I mean, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, it could be worse. But, yeah, man, I mean, like, I to me, it's hard to rank Trey Lance at all. I don't see how you really put him anywhere. If you're trying to project, though, man, I would feel pretty a lot more comfortable putting Lance a lot. How could, to me, I would put Fields at the bottom because he's in the worst situation, and I like Fields, but the Bears just ruin quarterbacks every time. Davis Mills, to me, I mean, you could argue that he's as high as anyone on this list. I mean, who showed who showed more his rookie year, Davis Mills or Trevor Lawrence? I don't know. I mean, Davis Mills for sure. So, so again, but the whole list is projecting because none of those guys outside of Mac Jones and Davis Mills showed multiple games of, of playing at a high level, right? So the whole list is a projection. And to have Lawrence... Now, if this list, if this was your list of guys who you thought were going to take the biggest leap in year two, I could see having Lawrence up there, right? But even then, I would have Lance higher because... He didn't show a lot, and so he's going to take a big leap. Mac Jones already showed what he was going to do. So I, I don't know. I just think the whole list, to me, is, again, execs taking what they thought of these quarterbacks going into the draft and saying, yeah, no, we'll just keep it exactly the same because it's only been a year.
the way I look at it, it's like it's, it's an impossible projection because so much is not is out of the quarterback's hands. But if you're trying to say which of the quarterbacks are going to have the most early career success, well, I'm looking at Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. Um, Mac Jones? Mac Jones. Those three because they're on the best teams. And then, yeah. I, I mean, just because Trevor Lawrence is on the Jaguars, I mean, he might not be on the Jaguars forever. He might be – you know, he might get – his brain's beaten in on the Jaguars and everyone thinks he's a bust. And then he goes somewhere else. It's like, Oh wait, he was in the Matthew Stafford situation. And then he wins the Super Bowl when he's 32 or something like that. It could yeah. happen that way. But Trey Lance and Mac Jones and uh, just Zach Wilson are in position to do something right now. I don't know that Trevor Lawrence is like, what are they doing in Jacksonville? They got him Christian Kirk. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. And Davis Mills is good too, but like that team sucks. So I don't know. We'll right. see. He might have the best career of all of them. We'll see. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is you just never know what these guys long term. And and really, you're not going to know who these guys are until after probably year three. That's when you kind of get a feel of what really all these players are going to be. I just you look at the situation with Trey Lance. It's high. You look at all the physical attributes. You look at the mental attributes. I just feel like they're all there. I feel like we learned about Matthew Stafford last year, and he's been in the league since I was in college. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. If you yeah, if you don't, listen, if you don't watch a guy every game in and game out, you, sometimes you go off of stats and wins and losses and and all you know you you can't learn a lot about a guy. Yeah, you're right. Stafford, like he was never in a big game in Detroit, and just right. to see how he performed in those huge games in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. It's like I didn't know that you had that in you. I didn't know yeah. you could do that. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that you could do that, but yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, six weeks. Trey Lance has. In front of him, he can do whatever he wants. It sounds like he's going to be going back uh, to some of his personal coaches to work on more of his mechanics and stuff, which is great. How important do you think this time is for him? Yeah, it actually sounds like he's going to go back to working with Beck and Adam Daydow and you know Tom Tom House's three D QB, I guess. Yeah, three D QB. So, so yes, I think. Just in talking to Sean McAvoy last year, so it's it's interesting because I got to talk to him before the draft. I got to talk to him after rookie uh, minicamp, and then I got to talk to him basically going into OTAs. And he really felt like the time after these minicamps, he grew the most. That That's where Trey Lance took the most growth because they were able to learn what the team expected from him, mm-hmm. use that, kind of form it into Trey Lance and get him ready for this uh, training camp. Right. So that's where he made the biggest leaps. Wow. Now, a lot of that could have been because he spent so much time trying to prep for the draft. Right. Mm-hmm. But I listened to an interview with Adam Daydow, who's going to be working with them at 3d QB. This was back in early May. And he said something very, very similar. He said, now he didn't say this would be the biggest leap, but he did say, we really like this time because Trey Lance gets to show everything that we worked on during the offseason. But now that he's done that, the team can say, ah, we need these minor tweaks here. We need these minor tweaks there. We need him to know this. We need him to know that. And we get to really hone in his craft based off of what the team is telling us that they want. So I feel like listening to the professionals, this is the most important time for him, right? Because now the team has put eyes on him. They know exactly what they need him to be going into training camp. And I think the leap right now 
can be absolutely huge in this short amount of time. Also, like the offense is changing this year. New coaches, uh, new style that's tailored to him. And now they just installed part of it. And he knows what it's going to be like. So now he can go with his independent coaches and they can sort of theoretically prepare him for what this offense is going to be. His offense, the Trey Lance offense. That's good. As opposed to total guesswork or being a backup. Yeah, absolutely. And and Data also talked about how they, and I don't know if they ever did show up, but some of the people from 3DQB would possibly actually go to training camp and watch and take oh, okay. notes and, and learn exactly what it is that they will be looking for from him. Now, obviously, they have a, a leg up because Beck worked in that Shanahan offense as well. I, I just, it, it's crazy because Trey Lance, all the things that we heard about him coming out have proven to be true how quick of a learner he is, how much he adjusts on the fly. And I feel like six weeks for a kid that's as raw as Trey Lance was, you can see a ton of growth. And the 49ers talked about that every step last year. It was like, oh, well, from rookie minicamp to even um, mandatory minicamp to training camp, like the leaps were massive. And I think that, that continues to be the case and probably will be here again with this six weeks or so that they have to work on it. Also, I mean, he's trying to either revamp his mechanics or fine tune his mechanics. Either way, he's trying to sort of change the way he throws. And that's hard. If some people would say it's impossible, some people would say it's just very difficult or it takes like 10,000 reps, 10,000 hours, right? He needs reps. And that's not what training camp's for training camp. You're working on reading the defense and going through your progressions and all the other, th your footwork. So now is the time to get as many reps as possible. As many freaking reps doing it the, the new way, the right way, however however he wants to do it now, do it. This is the time. It's very important. Most importantly, without the live bullets so that yeah. you can hone that in. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. What's happening? You're not thinking about how you throw the ball. You're thinking about the coverage and not getting hit by a pass rusher and all that stuff has to be ingrained. So Yeah, that, and that's a good point because I know that Trey Lance and Shanahan tried to downplay the mechanics – I'm sorry. There was a clear difference in his throwing motion. And if you, you can't pick up on that, what was that? How would you describe the difference for our, for our viewers? Oh, it, I mean, it was everything. Uh, the it, Okay. First of all, his base was a lot tighter. Uh -huh. I felt like his, I, I felt like everything was married together last year. It was almost like his base was doing one thing. His upper body was doing another and his arm was doing another. Right. And so it, it would cause for like a herky jerky throwing motion. What I saw during this short period was everything was married from his base to his torso to his arm mechanics. Everything, all the timing across the board looked like it, it all went together. It didn't look like almost three different quarterbacks kind of molded into one, making things look good. And everything looked quicker. Everything looked quicker. And so when you talk about those things and he was able to test them with, you know, kind of live bullets. And now he gets to take another six weeks to perfect it again, hone it in, make sure he's really got it and he's fully ready. You're absolutely right. I, I think this six weeks is massive for that standpoint as well. Definitely. All right. We got a bit of a quicker show this week, um, but I, and we want to talk about the Warriors, but we want to connect, connect it to the Niners. So the Warriors are playing and they've got some great players, some big names. And we want to do like, who is the Niners counterpart? 
who is the Niners version of Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry? So let's go through it. I have mine written down. All right. Why don't you go for let's go. Let's go one player at a time. Let's go. Steph Curry. Who's your Steph Curry of the 49ers? And I think okay. we're going to agree here. Well, maybe I don't know if we will. OK, I'm going to say that the Steph Curry of the 49ers is Debo. Because he's the best player on the team. And he sort of changed the sport a little bit, right? Like when Curry came in the league, he was, is he, you know, he's a combo guard. Is he, he shoots too many threes. Now everyone shoots threes. Now you want that. Now Debo's like, oh, he's a gadget player. Is he really a wide receiver? Now it's like, oh, we may have gotten our Debo Samuel. Like, no, you didn't. There's only one Debo Samuel. So that to <laughs> me, Debo is the Curry of this team. 100% agree with you. And I thought we would agree on Curry. Now the rest of them is going to get interesting. Yeah. But yes, I, I agree with you. I mean, Debo is instant offense by himself, right? We we see it with Curry during the NBA Finals. It's like you you feel like you have a lead, and all of a sudden he's made three straight threes, and the building's going crazy, and you're down eight. Like, how the hell did that happen? And that's the way that Debo Samuel is. Like, you think you've got control of the game, Chicago. It's third and extra long. He's going to take a screen pass, 70-plus yards, and turn this game upside down all by himself. And he's able to do that repeatedly. Right. You're absolutely right. And as a receiver to mix in the running back portion of it, that is a new mix in the NFL that we haven't seen much like Steph Curry shooting from well beyond the arc. So yes, I agree with you. Debo, Steph Curry, those guys are an instant match. Agree. All right. Who's next? Uh, let's do, let's do Draymond green. I'm interested to see what, what you have for Draymond. Okay. Now, maybe this player isn't good enough to be compared to Draymond Green because Draymond Green might be a Hall of Famer. But I'm going to say – because Draymond Green, he's known for his defense. He doesn't really have the stats that pop out, but he's legendary, and he talks a lot of shit. So I'm saying – I Ward. swear to God, if we're who, – who is it? Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward. There you go. That's exactly what I have is Jimmy Ward. That's crazy. Okay. Let, let's let's just try to actually go five for five and see if we can match this. I agree with you. Hold on. The Mech says, who are the Warriors? Bit of history, please. Not from the USA. Right. Oh. They are the, the local basketball team. They're, they're, they're in San Francisco. They were in Oakland for a long time. The Golden State Warriors. They're in the finals against the Celtics. They play tomorrow night. If they win, it's over. So we're talking about them. They're, it's national. It's local. Uh, good question. All right. Great question. Okay. That's kind of crazy. Curry, because a lot of Niner fans are, are international. So we got Curry Green. Okay, Clay. Oh, Clay. Okay. So this one was probably my hardest one. Yeah. This was the hardest for me to figure out. But and personality-wise, these guys do not match up. Oh, and, okay. And so that's that's what's frustrating. But but I found a personality match. Okay, well, that's good because I couldn't. But as far as what he brings to the table, I do feel like I, I found a match. So Clay Thompson's a, a two-way player, right? He's a three and D guy, which is extremely important. What The only player that I really could match up to that is George Kittle because he's a hell of a blocker on offense, right? He, he can do the little things to help you win a game just like Clay can on defense, but... He can also explode for, I don't know, record-breaking threes in a game or 40 points and a half. He can he can open the floodgates a lot like Curry, but a lot of times he's playing second fiddle to a guy like Debo or Curry in this case, and he has to do some of the dirty work that 
Curry may not be able to to help him get better. So to me, George Kittle is my Clay Thompson. Who's your Clay Thompson? I like that. I'm going with Bosa because they both talk the same. No, I mean, <laughs> they're both really low key. They're both, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's something about their energy. Clay Thompson, Nick Bosa, they give me the sim- similar vibes. I don't know. I, no, that's really good. I, I could, I, I, I tried why. to do player, like how they play and personality, and I just, I couldn't put it together. I couldn't. So, yeah, for me, it's. I don't it's know why Kittle. I thought Bosa, but that was the first person I thought of. All right. Jordan Poole. Oh, okay. So, this one's kind of tough, but we're talking about somebody that is coming on this year, right? Really for the, the first time. Like, People are starting to really know who Jordan Poole is. And he's the guy that's coming in to fill in for the Curry, for the Clays. Uh-huh. They need offense out of him, instant offense. Ray Ray McLeod oh, is the guy that I'm going to okay, put with right. Jordan Poole. Did you, do you have Ray Ray as well? Brandon Ayuk. I was going to say, oh, Brandon Ayuk. Okay. Like, people are like, there's a lot of hype with Jordan Poole out here. Some people think he's going to replace Curry, that he okay. can do what Curry does. Like, and yeah. a lot of the guy you can do with Debo, or I heard that when with Debo was holding out. Well, we got we got Ayuk. Short. Is that the same thing? Is it really <laughs> the same? Anyway, I was thinking, but I like that. You were, were a lesser, a lesser wide receiver on the totem pole. Yeah, I just went Ayuk. Yeah, All right. No, I think I think Ayuk is good as well. I, I like the Ayuk one. Wiggins. Okay, Wiggins for me. So outside coming in, right? Here to make a, a big, big difference. Lockdown defender. Oh, okay. Charvarius Warden. Okay, all right, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's that's actually better than the one I was going to do. Who do you have? I like that. I was going to say Trent Williams. Outside. Oh, I, but I, he, but he, I mean, Trent Williams was great on Washington. Like, Wiggins wasn't. So, okay, yeah, that's right. Traverius. That's Wiggins, right. well, hold on, though. But Wiggins was pretty good. I think people sleep on what Wiggins was able to bring to the table for Minnesota. I thought Wiggins was a pretty good player. I'm going with Traverius. I like Traverius. All right, how about Kaminga? Oh, God. You go Kaminga first. Yes. You... Oh, yeah. Lance. There you go. There you go. Wiseman. Well, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Wiseman. Well, I think the natural thing is to go Jimmy Garoppolo because he's injured and he's not going to be a part of things here. I was going to go with little, someone a little bit younger. Um, who, who do you have for Wiseman? Kinlaw. Oh, oh, that's good. No, Kinlaw's a the Kinlaw's way better. Kinlaw. Kinlaw's way better because First round pick, a lot of a lot of promise, but a need. Yeah. Problem. No, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. The reason I was going to go with Garoppolo is because I'm like, ah, they might actually win a championship. And then Garoppolo. No, Garoppolo really is like Big Dollar. <laughs> Garoppolo's Otto Porter, Otto Porter Jr. Getting all the credit as a starter. <laughs> Look at his record with Otto Porter Jr. in the starting line. The Warriors are 2 0. He must be the best player on the court. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, you're right. He's Andre Iguodala. He's Iguodala. Who else are we missing from this rotation? Oh, Gary Payton Jr. Oh, Gary Payton Jr. That's a good one. That's really. I. You know what? I. I think for me, I already got. I got Gary Payton Jr. I got Daniel Mosley. 
Yes. Nice. Yes, Emmanuel yeah. Mosley. Yes, it's absolutely Emmanuel Mosley because nobody gives this man respect. He's a hell of a defender, underpaid. Yeah, absolutely. Emmanuel Mosley is certainly Gary Payton. Yes, 100% on board with you. All right. That's the whole team, right? Are we missing? Oh, Kavon Looney. Looney's oh, Trent Looney. Williams. Yeah. Looney gets yeah. screens. Got it. You're right. It, it is Trent Williams because nobody talks about the offensive line. Nobody. Jeet says, did Debo Samuel look out of shape? It's hard for me to tell. He always looks a little thick to me. Two C's thick. With like a lot of C's. It's hard for me to tell. I don't know. We'll see. He looked he looked in great shape last year, though. You know, I was just thinking, too. They brought in Brown to be kind of a defensive coordinator for the Golden State Warriors, right? He's like the defensive guy, which is D'Amico Ryans, right? I, there's a lot of similarities actually between the Warriors team and the 49ers to be real with you there there really is a lot of similarities that was a, a fun little exercise I, I'm actually surprised we had a lot more than what I expected matching up on that one I didn't expect that well I mean it's 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 heady stuff to be compared to the Warriors because they're on the verge of winning their fourth championship and the Niners haven't won anything since I was six so I let's see if they can put together some championship pedigree stuff because the Warriors have it well, I, I mean, I think, you know, I think a lot of people would look at Trey Lance and say maybe he's he could be to this franchise what Curry was to the Warriors, right? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He he could be end up he could end up. Yeah, I mean, he's not there now, right? We're comparing today's yeah. team, but if you talk about young Warriors, certainly, like Trey Lance could be be that guy, like the guy Curry that comes really in. Should be compared to a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Yeah, he's Joe Montana. He's Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Steve Young, yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that one. All right, Jesse, what you got going on the rest of the week? Um, I think I've got Hammer and Nails tomorrow, and then somebody hit me up to do a NFC West show, so probably be doing that. I don't think anything on my channel. I always come up with something random on my channel, put out like a random video over the weekend, something yeah. that, that hits my mind, so I'll probably be doing that, but definitely tap in over at Last Second Sports for sure. Appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, yeah, short show, but a fun one. Yeah, short show. I'm actually heading out of town. Yeah. My best friend from uh, my best friend, my best friend from high school is getting married. He's having his bachelor party in Breckenridge. So we're flying out tomorrow. I'll be there for three nights. I don't think there's going to be that much debauchery because we're all old. Yeah. Um, but it'll be it. fun. And I'll, I won't be streaming the next few days, but I, uh, I'll, as Jesse will do, you know, the, the occasional random video the mex is very Absolutely. educational i want to watch the game now you should it's a good series it's a lot of fun do you think it goes seven or do you think that it ends tomorrow oh really I have a feeling boston's going to destroy the warriors in this game oh. just because boston needs it and the warriors don't i mean that's kind of how basketball is like didn't the warriors get destroyed by the grizzlies like right before they eliminated them like one game before they eliminated them? yeah yeah i think so uh, actually hold on I, I i do have i have a question for you because i saw you tweet about this you talked about an open salary cap in the NFL. Just go crazy, spend as much as you want. Yeah. You want? Do you, I don't know if you have time, but walk me it's through the eighties and nineties. Work yeah. for the Niners. I mean, it just seems to me that these billionaire owners, they, all, all these teams that own these, all the people who own these teams are worth four billion, five billion, ten billion. Why are there rules in place to prevent them from spending money? Everything should be encouraging them to spend more. Invest in your product. Yeah, like don't spend less. There should be a salary. F- Minimum, not a salary cap. And if a team wants to invest more in their product, good. 
that should and that puts pressure on other owners to do the same damn thing like everyone remember the warriors won a couple of nights ago and brian windhurst went on tv and said that's a checkbook game and everyone's like that's a ridiculous thing to say it is ridiculous and i think salary caps are ridiculous it's only there to protect billionaires like they they have a lot of money these teams print money they should be encouraged to spend it's the way i look at it that's how i look at it i which i think is i like where your head's at right like make these but there has to be a rule for them money. to spend because some of them won't and they'll just yes. take some of that you know what i mean some of them will just be like well we can't compete let's just take some of what, what is it the uh the money that they all share they'll just take that and yeah oh yeah, yeah every time like jacksonville yeah. Or the raiders yeah right Luckily, they do have a minimum in the NFL. They have to spend at least, I think it's 85% of the cap or whatever it is. But I do agree. I would like the cap to be higher. I don't agree with an, a limitless cap. And the only reason is because I, I think that that I think that parity comes from the way that the NFL does it. And I think that that would certainly take away from the parity. I, I really do. I, I believe that. I, I think teams like Dallas would just spend a crap ton of money, be hella good every year. Teams like Green Bay... I don't think Green Bay would ever be in the running ever again because, you know, they're they're technically owned by a bunch of fans. Like, I don't know. I, you know, to me, I, I like where your head's at, but let's just up the salary cap a ton. Like, I'm cool with that. To, the way I look at it is when the salary cap was lower and it was more of a factor, we had an era with one of the most dominant dynasties ever in the Patriots. So I don't know how much parity there really is. In the last few years, this the except for the, the pandemic year. The cap has been exploding, and the teams that have been winning are the teams that spend the most, the Rams, the Bucks. So to me, we're kind of like heading back to the 80s and 90s anyway. And why can't we just make it official? Or or can't you just do what the, what the NBA does, and there's like a little bit of a compromise, there's like a soft cap, and you're allowed to spend more on your own players. And it's like, I just don't understand why the league has to be like, you, stop spending money on players not what we want like yes it is <laughs> it's exactly what you want and and the non-guaranteed contracts in the nfl like can we get with the times we're, again we're protecting billionaire owners from spending too much money spend the yeah. money oh he got hurt that's the price of doing business man sorry i don't care about your that money. i actually like i like the guaranteed yeah. contracts but like yeah. like the nba i think they i forget what the exact rule is but it's like once every like three or four years you can get out to where you pay the contract, but it doesn't count against your salary cap because somebody got injured or somebody didn't pan out, something like that. I think that would be cool to incorporate yeah. and make it more of a guarantee. I'm with you on that one. I actually think a more pressing need for the NFL is they need a feeder league. They need a feeder league. You mean a they minor need? League? Yes, they need some yeah, sort of minor, get a minor league. I agree. Again, I don't understand how the wealthiest league skips on stuff like this. Baseball has four levels of minor league, and you have none. How? Yeah. We're yeah. so much more money. These players are so important. Like you just take a quarter. Look like what the Bengals did, and it worked out. But they they draft uh, Burrow, put him behind a trash offensive line, tears his ACL. They would never do that in baseball. I mean, it's not a contact sport, but you draft a pitcher. They're like, we are not putting you in the game until everything is right. This has to work. You're going to be in minors for years because you're such an important investment in football. It's like, well, you got to play. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. And the best the Niners could do for Trey Lance last year was scout team. Like, really? That's the best you can do? I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you pay every player even 60 grand to play in that league, and it's a feeder league. As soon as the NFL season's over, they start to play. They get to showcase their skills, maybe make it to a training camp because of it. Like, I don't know. I just I feel like 
The NFL product could be even better. And I also like what George Kittle said, because I said the same thing when they added a 17th game. Two bye weeks should be absolutely standard. All these teams would would benefit from a second bye week if they're doing 17 games. Also, like if they had a spring league and it was their minor league, or if it was during the season, whatever, I would watch that. That would be good. Tuesday night football? I would watch... Dude, seven on sevens, I would watch that. If it was NFL players, I would watch it. Whatever they have on NFL Network is not worth watching. I don't even have a subscription to that channel. But if they actually had games in the offseason, people love football. People tune in to me describing what happened at practices. They would watch seven on sevens. How do they not figure that out? I don't get that. I'm with you, man. Revenue opportunities. They think it's expenses. No, no, no. This is ways to make money and improve your product. I don't get it. Listen, again, you pay every player 60 grand to be in a minor league and you do it on Tuesday nights during the season or you do it during the offseason. You're absolutely right. People care more about mock drafts than they do the actual NBA games that are happening like during the offseason. Like, what are we talking about? The NFL is so king and they're missing out on a major opportunity for revenue and to make their product better. It would make people, their product again, way better. Like, oh, well, no one, no one would want to watch seven on sevens or no one would want to watch it if there's no hitting. Like, again, people watch me describing what happened in a practice with no hitting. Right. They'll watch. They'll watch it. They Absolutely. Will. They would. Yes, of course. It's football. Course it's king. NFL doesn't get it, man. They have like these terrible talk shows on NFL Network. Like, stop. My talk show Crash. is better than that. Show us some sports. Yep. You know what I'm, I'm saying? with you, man. I'm right. with you. I think we just fixed the NFL. I That's think we good. just did. And I know some just people aren't minutes. quite ready for the no salary cap, but all I'm saying is the Niners won four Super Bowls under that system. It might not be that bad. Yeah. At least for this team. I don't know if I'm with you on the no salary cap, but I'm definitely with you on the rest. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Thanks for watching, everyone. Um, I'm going to be gone for the next few days. I'll be checking in periodically with little short videos. Watch Jesse. Perfect. Thank you. Man. Yeah. See you guys.